Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. Uh, it's actually not Thursday. It's Saturday this week. We had to move the podcast. So it's a Saturday. Saturday, February the 27th, 2021. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Hope you guys are ready for another great show. We got a lot lined up for you for today. A lot to work through. This is a crazy week. The one week that we decided to not do this podcast on Thursday, apparently the entire world decided to have video game news. And so it was almost serendipitous that we didn't have it on Thursday, otherwise next week would have been uh, some sort of freakish hellscape. So let's get right into it. But before we do, no matter how much news we have, I always have to ask the most important question of each and every week, Mr. Maximus Black. How was your week? Uh, it was a good week, actually. It was... Uh... Got a lot done. Triplex is finished. Uh, all tenants have their keys. People are moved in. There are garbage bins. Yeah, I had to buy $700 <laughs> worth of garbage bins. So that happened. Um, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's just like when you're when you're dealing with like a triplex, you got to buy like three of everything all the time, right? So I need to get recycle bins. I do that anyway. Bins. Three cartons of milk, three bags of bread. You know, yeah, just really, you but... Know. Yeah, but, you know, buying three kitchens and three heat pumps and three, it gets expensive. you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was all good. Ended up um, putting in 100 and I crunched all the numbers yesterday. I think it was 114,500 renovations. Mm. And I'll be able to pull out uh, 140,000. So, you know, I got, I made, I actually did about an extra $55,000 worth of added value mm. so i'll be able to pull out all my rental money and a little bit um which is good uh so doing that next week and then i'm taking a complete another break from well i still got to get the the house that had the flood i'm in the middle of um renovations on that but right. i basically have a contractor doing all that stuff i just use an insurance money so i'm not like hands-on there or anything um so that's going and that was pretty much it. Just been grinding. Uh, signed with a uh, party poker. So that I happened saw officially. That. C- Congratulations on the Thank hot you. photo shoot with Ja Rule, bro, bro. You should see, <laughs> bro. You should see some of these, uh, some of these photos, man. I got bro, like, bro. I saw the picture of you with the fucking glasses on it and the fucking blazer. And because of the lighting, it was like under lighting. You straight yeah, up we- look like fucking Ja Rule. I was like, what the ja fuck? Rule. I-, I didn't see. I don't see Ja Rule. I, I thought it was like Matrixy, like you know, like uh, straight up like the Morpheus. Matrix. More like Morpheus. Take I didn't the, get Jaw rule out of take, that. Come on, man. <laughs> Somebody uh, find Jaw. Uh, so yeah, so that happened, and that's the reason why we didn't uh, have the podcast on Thursday. Um, they needed me to fill in on um, it's called uh, the Daily Legends. Um, so we did that. That's why we're doing this today. Mm. Um, typically we won't be doing uh Daily Legends on Thursdays. Um, I'm trying to set it up so that I'm I'm on there at a certain time every week. So, but they needed me for for this Thursday, and um, so you know we had to make the switcherino. Um, but yeah, other than that, like I'm I'm prepping for my own show, so I'm gonna have a big show with uh with Party Poker, which will be, um, I do believe on the front page of Twitch as well, and it's starting next Saturday, so I'll be Fancy. hosting a big show. So, what's the concept? Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say everything, but I will say, um, are there two ferns, and are you sitting between them? Uh. Yeah, a little bit, kind of. <laughs> um, there will be there'll be some guests on there. I'll basically be commentating. I'll be back to doing commentary. Oh, okay. 
Um, so yeah, I'll be hosting my own show. Um, the audience will be able to be involved as well. There'll mm. be some giveaways. It, it, it's basically a show that is going to be very casual friendly okay. um, alongside with if there are poker players and people that like poker and are really deep into it, um, there, will, there will be players that will be playing there that are per- professional and personalities. So um, it'll be a little bit of everything, but it won't be. It's basically going to be the the cadence of like lag TV in terms of like just a guy sitting down shooting the shit. You know what I mean? Kind of like, you know, make maybe making fun of people. Some people uh, just, would say that we made a career off of doing just that. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> it's definitely going to be something that is a little bit different from like your standard professional commentary and stuff. Um, but I know a lot about poker. So like, it's not like, it's kind of like the same with Starcraft where I knew I played Starcraft professionally. So like I knew the game, but um, I'm able to like add in some legitimate commentary, but in a, in a more of a consumable thing for, you know, everyday. I'm everyday assuming people. less dick jokes though. Um, Yeah, there'll be less dick jokes, but there will be some dick jokes. You <laughs> okay. Know? There will be some dick Sprinkling. jokes. Sprinkling. Some dick jokes in for flavor. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, other than that, uh, it's actually been a good week. Uh, went to the Cairo yesterday, which was life changing because I was so fucked up, bro. Um, after like just not being there for a year because of the last time I was there was about a year ago because of because of Rona. Yeah, and then I went there and just had like an adjustment of a lifetime, like instant relief. Mm. And then I've been starting to get like worse and worse anxiety because like everything was just tightening up and I was thinking about it so much. It was making it worse. So like, I feel so much better mentally today. Mm. Um, And then I took last night off just after I was done the triplex and everything. I'm like, man, I've been grinding so hard taking the night off. So I did that. Watched one division slept in for an extra hour this morning. How bold feeling good. So yeah, so you know, phenomenal week for this. This is that might be that might be the hottest week you've had in a a minute. A long time, a long time. So it's (sighs) been a good week. Fantastic. Uh, I didn't have nearly as an exciting of a, of a week as you did. I, I quite literally just spent um, uh, most of the front half of days working on uh, the critical hit stuff to get that ready to go for the YouTube channel uh, and rebranded the Patreon and all that nonsense, the SoundCloud, anything that was War Council Gaming before, except for the YouTube channel. I actually made a new channel for critical hit. Because I wanted to keep my own personal channel for YouTube and then have a totally separate channel for the, the reviews, keep everything, you know, cordoned off uh, from from one another and not just for just tax re-band- purposes. Why don't you just completely rebrand your, your, your other channel that you just don't really use? Well, I still use that for uploading like stream stuff once in a while and whatnot. And I didn't, and yeah. I want to, but I mean, you're whole, not, yeah, but you're so going to shoot goal, yourself in the foot doing that, right? Cause you're not going to get as much, you know, bro, bro, that channel dead as fuck, bro. I put a fucking video on that channel. Like four people exactly, show up. It's yeah. dead. It is dead as fuck. I'm separating it. So that like in the, so that in the future, cause the goal is I want to build some shit, right? I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm doing it, I want to do it to build some shit. So I want to make this thing eventually bigger than just me by myself. And if I wanted to do that, I didn't want to have things you know tied directly to me, my Twitch channel, my Twitch community, and all that shit. Uh, otherwise, I would have just left it WarCouncilGaming.com. There would have been no reason to do any uh, any of this extra shit. So I wanted to separate it all out. It's got all of its own shit on its own. Uh, 
And about as many people have signed up to the new YouTube channel as watch currently videos on on my own channel. So I don't think the view count's actually going to shift too far one way or the other. Uh, but that, that uh, I did an announcement video for that and whatnot. And otherwise, just been playing the usual stuff. I tried out Valheim a bit for a day. Played about 9-10 hours of that. You were uh, on the stream there briefly in the morning um, uh, when I was playing that. I had a pretty good time. Excuse me with that. Although I didn't get far enough into it to see what separates it from every other, you know, survival game because they all play basically the fucking same. Um, but you know, I, I had a pretty good time with that, and and otherwise nothing particularly exciting. I will I will say this because I know she's been um, shouting out. Okay, I see I see your hot edits. Uh, so the um, I, I I've got her T-shirt. So, so Shady sent me this this t-shirt for Christmas covertly. She had it, she sent it to Brian and then mm. Brian wrapped it and gave it to me. And I was like, this oh. is weird. Brian and I don't exchange gifts. You know, we're the, the guys. We like, nobody exchanges gifts. You know, we'll like send a, a Christmas message, but we're not like out here fucking playing secret Santa. So that's a little fucking weird. I waited until basically Christmas time then opened it. And then this is it. It's a beauty. It's uh, it's, it's Todd Howard with it just works. Perfect. It's a fucking it's an amazing fan- shirt. Fantastic. That's an amazing shirt, actually. It, 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 it I'm just, jealous. It just works. It just works. <laughs> 16 times the detail. Wow. Yeah. That's another. That's the next t-shirt I need. Todd Howard with 16 times the detail. And as high a resolution of Todd Howard's face as humanly possible. Uh, I also had another shirt from uh, from Mark as well. That's a, a Morrowind shirt. That's, that's instead of straight out of Compton, it's straight out of Vivek, which is mm. also pretty fire. So I got some good t-shirts. But this is the first, I thought I'd shout it out because it's the first time I wore it, I think, on camera. Uh, uh, so I, I thought I'd do that. Without further ado, let's hop into some gaming news because holy sweet and sour merciful baby Jesus. Was this a loaded week? This was like some loaded fucking baked potato type shit. Just kept coming and coming and coming. First up. It's official, Jeff. After talking mm. about it last, well, I think it was only last week, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Anthem's dead. Yeah. Can we already tell you this? Didn't I call this last week? I mean, that was that was the that was the easiest. I mean, of all of the of all of the Miss Cleo moments that we've had on this podcast, that was probably the easiest Miss Cleo moment that we've ever had. Uh, they uh, they did their little review. You know, the executives got together. They probably didn't get together. <laughs> they already decided this. They just fucking. They already knew what was going to happen. This dude. was like ceremonial, right at this point. Uh, and they said, you know what, guys, this is not working and we can't spend any more money on this. So it's gone. But a strange turn of events, they decided to keep the original game servers running. I don't know for how long, but for the like 10 to 12 people that are still playing the original game, good news. Uh, the servers are being kept up. I'm, I don't There's, they're not going to be updated. You're not going to have anything, whatever you've got, you've got, but, uh, you know, have fun. Um, related to kind of all of this and, and what I would consider some of the best news I've heard in a hot minute, to be honest with you, due to the failure of Anthem and the huge success of Jedi Fallen Order, which sold like over 10 million copies or some shit, I think it it sold like a boatload of copies. I bought the game, still haven't played it. Yeah. So I, I, I have it as well. Um, the next Dragon Age, which we've talked about before in the podcast, uh, that that's in the making is going to, and I'm not even fucking with you, it's going to be be allowed. Be allowed to be a single-player game. 
It was originally, I didn't even know this. I don't even know if it was a known thing before this announcement here, but it will be allowed to be a single player game. It was originally going to be a game as a service model for Dragon Age. Wow. So I just want to say thank you, Anthem, for fucking bombing hard, and shout-outs to Jedi Fallen Order for smashing it, so that we can at least have Dragon Age in some single-player form. Can you imagine Dragon Age as a fucking game of service? I, no. I couldn't even, I, like, whoever no. made that call was insane. Uh, but thankfully, it's been reversed. I will say this, though. Jason uh, Schreier uh, noted that while a lot of the employees at Bioware were campaigning for this to happen... There were a not insignificant number of the employees that also truly wanted it to be a game as a service for whatever fucking reason. I would say they're all out to lunch, but who knows? We're not going to have to find out because it's going to be a single player game. So, wonderful news on uh, on that front. Uh, also kind of related to this, in a game that I forgot even existed, which is probably why this is happening, EA has cancelled Gaia, which we saw ever so small uh, snippets of, I think, last year sometime. It was a new IP that Motive Studio had been working on for five years or so. Um, I think when Jade Raymond left to go to, <coughs> to Stadia, they had a complete re redo. They rebooted it internally, like five years deep. Um, and now, uh, I guess since EA is cleaning house and saying bye-bye to Anthem and changing Dragon Age and all this other shit, Guy has gone too. So, EA is, uh, is reducing all of their projects and uh, making some big changes. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some more uh, major changes on the way. But there you go, EA News in the bag. Uh, it seems that, though not uh, entirely surprising given the recent massive hack they went through, Cyberpunk 2077's 1.2 patch has been delayed. It's not showing mm. up on time. Um, I, I, you know, as much as I want to rag on them, they literally had their entire fucking shit owned in the last two weeks. Everything leaked, hacked to fuck, um, we're still wondering whether or not they bought their own shit back covertly <laughs> in the biggest 500 IQ play of the century. Um, but I, you know, fair ball, it's being delayed a bit, that's fine. So, second half of March is when this major 1.2 patch is supposed to be landing now. So, there you go. Uh, now, BlizzCon, Mr. Black. It came, and it went, and if I'm going to be honest with you, it probably could have just never showed up in the first place, because nothing really happened. Dude, I didn't even know. I Actually, I did see it on my feed at one point that it was happening, and then I just didn't. Like, that's how much I don't care about Blizzard. <laughs> at this point and i think the only reason why blizzcon is even a thing in 2021 is because world of warcraft yeah like, I, I i really truly and and like the hope that diablo 4 is like a thing you know what i mean like that's it like nobody else cares about anything so it's funny you say that because that's about the only two things that actually occur to this blizzcon so my highlights for blizzcon are um there's not much to announce because, as we also discussed on the podcast, we already knew we weren't getting Overwatch 2, and we weren't getting really anything um, major anyway from Diablo 4, and so we we knew that we were already not getting, yep, like two of the biggest ticket items. We did, in fairness, get a very we get a small clip 
of uh, of Diablo 4, but n- nothing major. So the bigger thing of the uh, of this is that, of course, as we talked about the podcast last week as well, with the Diablo 2 remake going to Vicarious Visions, they actually had some footage of Diablo 2 remake that they had a little trailer for, uh, and it was looking pretty good. You know, it looked like the animations were like. <laughs> Everything that I remembered from, at least from from memory, really choppy. You know, like like five frames of fucking animation every time a wizard was doing a move. They just like take their staff and do like this thing. Mm. They looked like a fucking sand, like one of the sand people from from Star Wars every time they cast a spell. So it was like you know that shit or whatever. Uh, you know, it looked it looked like a Diablo two remake. Uh, but they showed that off uh, briefly, and then they did show, like I said, a little bit of Diablo four in that they had a trailer for the Rogue class. Um, all I can say about that, if you haven't seen it already, is that it looked like Diablo and it looked like a rogue. There was nothing of any note really in there. Uh, it just, so if you're excited for Diablo 4, you'll probably be excited about it, but it didn't look like it was blowing my, it didn't blow my socks off is all I can, all I can say. Uh, beyond that, we also got confirmation, like you were mentioning about World of Warcraft, we got, we got confirmation of previously leaked news that World of Warcraft Burning Crusade Classic is on its way. Of course. They're going to milk this classic shit out for the next decade. You know, we t- I, I was talking about that on my stream with, with Major, because Major plays a lot of WoW. He, he does raiding like, weekly and all that shit. He's big into WoW. And we were talking about, I guess they've announced, I can't remember where he said, but I guess they announced where the classic stuff would stop. In terms of like, it wouldn't make sense to actually do classic anymore because the mm-hmm. game fundamentally had a shift outside of the classic realm. So I think there's one or two more after this, and yeah, then but after just think that, about it's... it. Think about by the time those come out, right? So we're looking. <laughs> you at could like just keep going perpetually. Years, then <laughs> the next ones you turn into like a classic type thing. So even though you're their play is going to be like, hey, I know that these newer expansions are were never designed to be like classic WoW, mm. but now we're taking those and turning them into the classic experience mm. so that you can play the the newer stuff in the classic format and continue your classic. I you have know. no doubt that if they can figure out a way to keep that train going, they will, they will. keep that. They will shovel coal into that train and keep yep. that bad boy going. For as long as humanly possible. So yep. we got that. So that was confirmed. It was already leaked news. It didn't even need to be news. Everyone knew it was coming. It was there. Uh, wow, people said yay. And uh, that was it. That was BlizzCon. <laughs> that was pretty much the entire show. Uh, so moving on from that exciting feature from Blizzard. Paradox announced that the looked forward to Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which is second only to... I'm sure one of the Kingdom Hearts games for longest title of a video game in fucking history, uh, won't be hitting its 2021 window. More troubling, however, is that they're, not only are they delaying it out of this year, they're completely replacing the developer. So the developer that was originally working on this title up to this point is getting sacked. It was Hardsuit Labs. No longer going to be the lead developer of the game. I'm not sure who they're replacing them with. I didn't see anything, um, I didn't look too deeply into it, but I didn't see anything in the original article. Um, that I, I was reading. So, there you go. So, a lot of people are really looking forward to it, because the original game had a, a pretty sizable fan base, and and people were looking forward to this one. I, I guess now people are going to have to be a little bit apprehensive about it, and just hopeful that whoever developer steps in is going to continue to do some good work, because, holy shit, switching a developer in the year that you're going to be launching? 
Not a good sign. <laughs> it's not good. Shit might turn out like Anthem. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to put any, I don't want to put that that evil on nobody, but it might turn out like Anthem. Uh oh boy, here we go. Jeff's favorite news next to tech news. It's Pokemon news. Pokemon. Mmm. We had uh, more catch 'em all this week, Mr. Black. We had uh, we get a, a, a one-two punch. We had okay. the first showing of the next mainline Pokemans game. That is, I mean, they even stole the opening shot from the Breath of the Wild trailer, where it was like a, the trainer standing on the edge of like a hill, overlooking mm. an open field with mountains in the distance. The zoom speed was the same. Everything was the fucking same. They just bit that shit hard uh, because I guess the idea was that uh, that they wanted to say this is Pokemon Breath of the Wild style. So big open world. They showed off um, hints of battle and catching Pokemon in the wild where you're just like, you know, creeping around in grass and you see a Pokemon and you're like yeeting Pokeballs at them and shit uh, out in the and just and just kind of it's it looks like about 80% of what I would have wanted in a in an open world Pokemon game, but I got to be honest, it looked pretty jank. Mm. It did not the frame rate was not not so hot. Uh and they which I know this is because it's a Switch game, but I mean graphically it didn't look so intensive that the Switch should have been sweating so fucking hard. So I'm just going to hope and chalk it up to <clears> the <throat> fact that this is in still early you know viewing of the game. It's not yeah. coming out this year. It's 2022, probably the end of 2022. So they got time to, you know, sure up the edges and make it look a little better and run a little better. Uh, but personally, I would have waited longer to show it off. I mean, uh, the Pokemon fans are probably going head over heels for it because it's an open world Pokemon game. Um, but it just didn't It just didn't look particularly great. It's Pokemon, right? So, like, the fans are just going to be like, yes. Well, I saw, you know, you, you say you, you say that. And then the follow-up to that was they had the refresh of Gen 4, which was Diamond and Pearl. And they gave it the same graphic style as Link's Awakening, which was a very divisive graphic style. You know, the bobblehead type look kind of deal. Now, granted, Link's Awakening did that style way better than this this is done. But when I saw it, I didn't really mind it. I was like, it looks like fucking Pokemon. Like, most of the old Pokemon games, your head was fucking enormous in the first place. I don't know if people remember... Yes. what old Pokemon was, but it was like your head was 80% of the pixels, and then you were just trying to, like, three pixels were your arm, one pixel was your hand. Like, you didn't, it was like this. So I don't know why people were so up, up in arms about it, but anyway, they are. Um, and I saw, I saw a very, I saw a very accurate tweet. And I think this kind of applies to a number of things, but it definitely applies to the Pokemon fandom. It, and the tweet went, uh, or the tweet said, Nobody hates Pokemon more than Pokemon fans. Because every time a Pokemon thing is announced, everyone gets super hyped, the shit drops, and then, like, most of the discourse around it is just rabble, 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 oh my god, it's not this, it's not that, fucking A. But then, they're lined up 16 city blocks on fucking launch day to buy it, to buy it anyway. So I guess yep. it's fucking whatever. You know, yep. it's like Todd Howard figured it out. It just works. It you just make it, works. and it just works. So there you go. There's your Pokemon news. We'll see more. You know, I'm I'm hopeful for the open world thing. Pokemon needed to be that, in my opinion, about ten years ago. This is like yeah. a really, really late bloomer um, for them. But again, if they're selling twenty million copies, making the same game over and over again, what incentive Why do they would have? Why change it? Yeah, <laughs> to, to make it open world. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I hope that it turns out well. The setting is kind of cool. 
it uh it's it's like feudal era japan almost in the uh in one of the pokemon regions i can't remember which i think i have it written down here uh somewhere uh the oh the sino region so it's like old like old style you know more old style buildings and aesthetics and stuff and uh look kind of neat in that regard but anyway there you go your pokemon news uh oh now we're into the now we're into some meat and potatoes mr black there was Ooh. there was an absolute fuckload of playstation news this week just an absolute metric fuck ton so let's try and work our way through it, shall we PlayStation announced their next generation of VR headsets for the PlayStation 5 that, I mean, for what we know right now, because they didn't really, they didn't show off a whole bunch or anything uh, of that nature. They're just like, hey guys, it's coming. Uh, But as you might expect, being the next generation, uh, all the things are better on it. Better screen, better wearability, one Mm. cord connection. So you're not, you know, you're not, you're not, you don't have like spaghetti monster coming up the back of your head. I'm going to assume probably lighter. So you're not giving oh, yourself, it better, be, it better a, be fucking lighter. dislocating discs in your neck yeah. just for <laughs> just playing, playing the thing, which Jeff can attest to after playing long hours of, of Resident Evil. Um, yeah. So that, but also the additive stuff that's probably going to be more important to the experience than anything is of course they're implementing their new their new crazy 3D sound shit uh that they worked on for PlayStation 5 and then the dual sense controller stuff is going to be added to the controllers for the VR. So the immersion factor from those two things probably going to be greater than just the increased resolution and all that shit. That's nice yeah. to have, but the the audio with VR is a very potent fucking combination. Uh, and, uh, that will probably be a, a big seller, I'm, I'm sure, for at least a few games. The, the sad thing is, is that ultimately VR is still an incredibly niche market in gaming and a very expensive thing for companies to chase after. That's why you're not seeing hordes of VR equipment and games being pumped out all the time. But when it all comes together, baby, it's good shit. Yep. <laughs> it's good shit. Uh, so there you go. We got the new announcement for that. No date for it. It's not this year, of course. I wouldn't expect it until probably late next year, maybe even 2023. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's on its way. Uh, I'm sure the easier thing to do would be like to think of titles that are possibly VR, like a Resident Evil and Mm -hmm. say, it's probably going to launch within a certain window of that major title is probably what it's going to, what it's going to look like. Uh, next up after that for PlayStation News, we had, oh yeah, speaking of not coming this year, Gran Turismo 7 has been pushed out of 2021 due to COVID-related slowdown. Uh, that shouldn't even be shocking at this point. Uh, I don't know how many times Gran Turismo has been delayed. Um, uh, it's, it's a classic example of, of that series loves to delay its shit. So I don't think anyone expected it to actually land in 2021. Uh, but now it's getting pushed out into 2022, and so you'll have to wait a little bit longer uh, for that one. That's also a game I'm sure will have VR capability at some point. If it doesn't have it on launch day, it'll patch that shit in into the future. PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan. Now this one, this got some tail feathers ruffled, Mr. Black. All the all the ponies online uh, uh, were were very uh, talkative about this. Okay. Jim Ryan comes out and he says, hey guys, guess what? We at Sony really like to make money, as it turns out. And in order to make lots of money in this industry, sometimes 
you got to sell games outside of your own ecosystem. And so you know what that means? More Sony games are coming to the PC. To which most people on the PC said, fuck yeah. And lots of people that spent half of their life savings buying a scalped PS5 went, shit. <laughs> the, uh, the first game on this list is, uh, what was it, Days Gone, I think I have written down here. Uh, yeah, Days Gone, which is coming this spring. Uh, and then of note, so Nibel on Twitter was pointing out that in the interviews that he read that Ryan did this week, he mentioned a heck of a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn 2 within the confines of 2021, but not really anything about God of War sequel, which was technically supposed to also be this year. But I think it's safe to say, if he's not bringing it up and he's pushing Horizon... It ain't coming. It ain't coming this year. No. So, uh, if you were hoping for that, uh, oh, it's the uh, possibility. It's a small one, though. Uh, and now, for the real big one, the state of play. That's like mm-hmm. Sony's... You know, Nintendo Direct, it's Sony's state of play. They all have their little taglines for them. Uh, And uh, they dropped a whole bunch of stuff for that. Got people all sorts of talkative. But, of course, the big uh, heavy hitters were uh, were, the Final Fantasy news. But before we get to that, Deathloop, which is the Bethesda game that is like the last one caught up in the weird contractual obligations after Microsoft bought Bethesda, or bought Zenimax, who owns Bethesda. Um, the last game that will likely show up on the PlayStation, for some time anyway, while they sort out all the, the, the nonsense of being bought out by Microsoft, got shown off, uh, and it looked like Deathloop. If you've seen trailers of Deathloop before, guess what? It looks a whole heck of a lot like Deathloop. So, uh, if you're excited for that, there you go. There's a lot of games I've been noticing that are dealing with this time loop mechanic. It's like four or five different studios decide to do that shit all at the same time, and uh, Deathloop is one of those. I'm sure it will end up being uh, a pretty good game, but uh, we'll have to wait and see when it uh, eventually lands. Uh, otherwise, we also had... It's got this, this list is so long I'll lose myself in it. Kenna, the Bridge of Spirits! Quickly overshadowed that is what I had here. So that was the one that, if you remember, what looked like a Disney animation. I don't know if you remember. You might not. You might have to look it up. Either way. Uh, it looked really impressive graphically. Uh, for sure. And it continues to look really oh, yes, impressive. Yes. I yeah. do remember this, yeah. Yeah. So it continues to look really uh, impressive. And honestly, I think is one of the more promising games for the PlayStation uh, that uh, is coming up. And so it was nice to see more of that. And it was nice to see that it's continuing to look really damn good uh i you know if they if the gameplay even remotely matches the quality of the visual and audio that we're getting just in these trailers then holy shit that game is going to be a banger uh that one's going to do some pretty big numbers for sure because it will appeal to a hell of a wide audience Uh, after that we got a game that nobody asked for but apparently has been worked on for like five years or four years now which blew my mind to, to to learn about Somebody decided that there really needed to be a dodgeball battle royale. And so Knockout City was born. It is exactly what you would imagine an, a, a, uh, a dodgeball-based battle royale would be. Now, when you see the trailer for it, if you watch the, 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 the video for it, you would in a million years not think that it's been worked on for four years, if I'm going to be honest with you. And that's not a slight on the devs, it's just shocked me that 
Uh, it, it was four years worth of work. I don't know if that was like three years worth of brainstorming the whole idea of having dodgeball be a BR and then one year of actual game dev. Uh, but it, it, <laughs> it's not that it looked bad. It's just, uh, the question I kept asking myself the whole time was, holy shit, why is somebody making a dodgeball battle royale? But maybe it will turn out to be fire, Jeff. Who knows? Might maybe be the next rocket league, Adam. It could be. We could be seeing esports for knockout city. 100 Thieves Knockout City, coming soon. Uh, other than that, we also got some more news. Uh, well, not news, but more... Um, well, we did technically, we did get more news. It was a release date. But another trailer for Returnal, uh, which, again, you probably have, would have to look that up to see, to remind yourself of what it was. But Returnal was the one where it's like a lady, she's in a spacesuit. She was on like a, um, uh, another planet somewhere. But the planet was showing her, like, things from Earth and her memories, and they were really specific memories, and then it starts planting, like, fucking houses from her childhood and shit. So it's kind of like a- it almost struck me like a thriller kind of game, kind of deal. Uh, and, uh, like an action thriller, uh, of some sort. So they had a trailer for that. And then it's April 30th that it's landing, so we're gonna be able to see that in all of its glory in the not-too-distant future. Crash Bandicoot 4 is also getting a PS5 upgrade. It's getting added to the list of games getting the next-gen updates, and that's not surprising given it's Crash Bandicoot. Uh, it's going to get 4K60. Mm. So crisp. Mm. So smooth. So Crash Bandicoot. Uh, also getting improved audio for those who really, 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 really need improved audio in Crash Bandicoot. And haptic feedback for when you feel yourself running your head into boxes over and over again, hoping to find a free life. Other than that, this is where, this is where it went downhill, Jeff. Okay. It went downhill quick. It wasn't on a high hill to begin with. It was kind of like a shallow hill. It was like, you know, you go to Martok and you're learning on the bunny hill. It's like just enough of a grade to actually get momentum if you let yourself go on skis. However, it still went downhill from there. This is where we got the Final Fantasy VII remake block, Mr. Black. And oh boy, did they bring the heat. They brought the hammers. So let's talk about the hammers that they brought. And I've got a couple of trailers here, if we want to watch them, just to get the full experience. But I'll go over this stuff first, and then you let me know if you want to watch some trailers to get it, because I don't know if you saw them yet. Oh. You didn't see are them these, yet? Are these eight minutes of gameplay, or just no. like a trailer? No, they're like they're like a two-minute trailer kind of, okay. kind of deal. All right. No, there's, okay. no, there's no serious gameplay, um, because okay. to be honest, there's not much gameplay that you need to worry about seeing in these things. Okay. So first up, Final Fantasy VII Remake is getting a PS5 upgrade. Just like Crash, we're getting a PS5 upgrade. So, graphic updates, better loading times are expected. Shocking development there. Uh, Good so thing I didn't buy it yet. Now, wait, you're really going really to be thanking yourself for not doing it, because wait until I explain what's coming up here now. So, right. graphic updates, better loading times are expected. This is going to be free... For those who own the game on the PS4. However, the next little game additive to this, you're still going to have to buy when it comes out. So, you get the update from the PS4 version, you get, the, you get it on the PS5 for free, but then you buy the Yuffie DLC. There is a, a story chapter, I guess you would want to call it, that's basically glorified DLC. That's centered around Yuffie, the character. You would remember Yuffie from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, if you're lucky enough, you can encounter her in the first forest as soon as you get out of the shit stain that's Midgar. 
if not, you meet her a little bit later on. But uh, she's the, you know, goofy child ninja girl. Uh, and so they're introducing her into the mix, and they're doing so by giving her her own, uh, her own episode. So, that's paid DLC. We don't know how much it's going to cost yet, but we can take a rough guesstimate on that one. So, we know, for example, that if you were to buy the, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake on PlayStation 4 right now... Hmm. It's like 60 bucks. It's the full price 60 bucks right now. Okay. If you buy the uh, uh if you buy the game on PS5, it's 70, but it comes with the Yuffie story expansion. Okay. So, if $10. you did some math, odds are it's 10 bucks. If they're an asshole, 14.99, but otherwise, the best guess is going to be 10 bucks. Um Okay, so as for what the Yuffie DLC is, we don't really know too much, other than the fact that it's called Intergrade. They do love their weird-ass fucking names in, in, in Square Enix. And it introduces her character, along with a couple of new ones. From the trailer, it looks like we'll still be in Midgard for the majority, if not the entire episode of this game. So, for those that were perhaps hoping to get the fuck out of Midgar after the last one, nope, you're still in Midgar. just now you're playing it through the eyes of Yuffie and her... Uh, companions. So, just to clarify, again, this is the flow chart for what you need to know about what you're buying, where, and when, based on what you already own or do not own. So, if you have the PS4 version, you get a PS5 update for free, but you still pay for the Eufy episode. If you don't have it, the PS5 release comes with a Eufy episode for 70 US dollars. Also, the Eufy episode is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. So, they're already abandoning... The PS4, which I personally think is a bold move given the fact that nobody can technically find a fucking PS5 right now, uh, and while there are several in the wild, it's mighty bold to be abandoning your 115 million user install base for your incredibly expensive and would-be lucrative uh, Final Fantasy franchise uh, in the middle of this whole situation. Bold move, but they're making the bold move anyway. Uh, so interestingly, they're releasing Final Fantasy VII Remake for free on the PlayStation Network. Uh, you know, they have, like, games that they'll release for free every month or whatever. So Final mm. Fantasy VII Remake is apparently going to make its way into that rotation. However, if you get the game that way, you can't upgrade to the PS5 for free. So you only get the free PS5 upgrade owning the PS4 version if you paid money for the PS4 version. If you get the free version of the PS4 version... Uh, of the game, then you have to pay for the PS5 version of the game. Mm -hmm. In which case, then you also get Yuffie's expansion. Um, or you can buy the expansion by itself. Or No, because you're not able to transfer your base game if you get it for free on the PS4. So you can only transfer... Oh, I see what you're if saying. You what you're own, saying. If you've bought the game with dollars uh, yeah, yeah. and not gotten it through the promotion of the free release on the PlayStation 4. So there you go. Um, there is a trailer for it. Uh, I, I will say that on a positive note, they nailed the Yuffie design. It's it's exactly like what your childhood brain would probably have envisioned her to look like and act like uh, in in full glorious HD uh, and very you know childish and 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 kind of snarky and 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 whatnot, kind of bratty. Um, they introduced a couple of characters who I am 
positive are both going to die because they are neither of them existed in the original game and are probably just vehicles for her to have companions until they're no longer needed and then they're going to get well, yeeted into the I sun. Mean, yeah, I mean, it also could be, they could be setting up side characters that weren't in the original game so that in between episodes there may be these dlcs between each episode to kind of keep people oh no, that's engaged. what this is that's, yeah. oh, that's 100 what this is and then just... you might be going back to those characters possibly in between the episodes that's that's what i would be guessing to keep you wanting to buy these dlcs my yeah my my guess is that i mean yuffie is going to join the main cast of characters because she's an original character the, yeah. these other characters are just new characters for this yuffie yeah episode and my best guess is they're probably not going to exist outside of this episode other than maybe a call out when Yuffie joins the rest of the main crew in the main line when that new that that part 2 releases. Yeah, but they could also be setting up these new characters through a character that you know and like already, then when the next episode comes out or they're not part of it, the next Mid-season. Oh, are you saying? Are you? Oh, are you saying that they're continue those characters? Okay, so you're saying that they're like the they're like the 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 B team that runs outside of the main story that are attached to the A team until the A team moves away. But then yeah, all the sense, right? the and interludes are that they can make their own story within the world of Final Fantasy VII, so that you're actually experiencing something new as well. And they might, uh, you know, um, uh, kind of tie it into the story of Final Fantasy VII. Hmm. Uh, to answer some questions of like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. So these characters behind the scenes that we never saw was part of this that we never really knew, but now hmm. we know if the what? writing is smart. <laughs> that we will have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but wait, there's more, Mr. Black. Okay. More Final Fantasy news. And this one will really get you excited because I know you've been waiting for this one for a long time. Final Fantasy VII. Follow me on this one. Final Fantasy VII. Remake. Battle Royale. Mobile exclusive. I mean, this is... But nobody cares. That's the thing, (laughs) right? Like, this is obviously just a play to the to the casuals that like are just going to download some dumb fucking shit no 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 hardcore gamer is downloading and playing this and enjoying this this is this is just like i this is such fluff that i can't even be mad at it i'm just like yeah they're just trying to make money nobody's (laughs) nobody's playing this (laughs) well i i want i want i want footage of the boardroom meeting when somebody stood up and said hey guys I have an idea. Let's make a Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale. And somebody yeah. said, green lighted. Well, I, here's the thing. I think, I think we might, might be um, underestimating the massive mobile market hey, bro, and the fact that they are going to make here's tons the thing. of money on something gonna that make... here in North America, we are not going to give a fuck about. This like is for China? Bucks. Yeah. Almost exclusively. Yeah. And for nobody else. Yeah. So and let them do what they want. Like, you know. I I, I just I just find it fucking hysterical. No matter how much, if they're making money or not, it's fucking whatever to me. It's the simple fact that somebody greenlit Final Fantasy fucking 7 Battle Royale. 
if there was ever a game in the list of, of games that when somebody back in like 2018 said, you know, when everyone knew that Battle Royale was going to be the thing that we were going to have to live with in every franchise forever, pretty much, what game or what games would land in that genre? In a million fucking years, you would have never heard it leave my lips that I thought that Final Fantasy was going to get a Battle Royale, and here we are. So I can't wait to see that banger. Uh, I'm, I'm equally as interested in how it performs. If it does sell well, amazing. Uh, if it, if it doesn't, also amazing. But wait, there's more! We're not done, Mr. Black. Mm. This is perhaps the most important one out of the entire list for me. Okay. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Mm. What a great name. Ever I'm Crisis. Final Fantasy Overload right now. Out of my mind, Final Fantasy. Woo! Described as a chapter-structured single-player game that covers the whole of the Final Fantasy VII timeline, including compilation titles like Advent Children, Before Crisis, Crisis Core, and Dirge of Cerberus. It will also have new material covering the origins of Soldier and use a Materia battle system similar to the original Final Fantasy VII. This is also mobile exclusive, and it will be released in monthly installments. I don't care about any of this. There isn't a piece of Final Fantasy news that I've heard that I'm going, wow. This, this is exciting stuff. The only thing I would have cared about is the next chapter of the Final Fantasy VII remake, a date. That's the only thing that would have piqued my interest. You're not getting that until next year. Is there filling you in with a whole bunch of stuff so that you don't forget that a Final Fantasy exists? And then in another year, they're going to say, guess what? The next chapter is coming out next year, and then there'll be a delay, so it'll be the next year. That's what's going to happen. All right, look, here's my gripe with this shit, okay? For years, they said that they weren't doing a remake to Final Fantasy VII because it was too big of a project that would take too much time, too much money, and it wouldn't do well enough to justify the time and the expense. And we heard that for Mm. about a decade. Yep. Okay? Until they just stopped talking about it. And, and at the same time, the fans stopped talking about it. The fervor went away. Then we got the first installment of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and we learned that despite all the marketing that they went through to basically try and show everyone that it was quite literally a remake, it was in fact a reimagining would have been a more accurate description of this so they sold hard on nostalgia and then pulled some m night Shyamalan bullshit uh in the game uh because i'm pretty sure they knew that if they had told everyone that it was m night Shyamalan doing it in the first place not as many people would have picked up the game in the first place gotcha bitch so we already knew that at that point that it was a bit of a uh, of a farce that they had complained for a decade that it was too big of a project because not only did they take on this project they decided to balloon it into multiple fucking episodes. 
and change the game at the same time. Make more work for themselves. So mm. a thing that they said was too much was suddenly totally viable, even though they ballooned it out of fucking control. Then we find out that, of course, they're going to be doing uh, breaks in between of these episodes for long periods of time, because it's a big project, and rightfully so. And now we're getting episodes in between each project for characters that are being added in. So I'm going to say that we're going to get one, like we're seeing for Yuffie. We're going to get one for Vincent. We're going to get one uh, for uh, probably Sid. You know, there's there's two or three other characters probably that you could come up with that would make sense it's to have. Cool to have Sethroff one. That would to, be pretty cool. To have, like, to play the actual, to play the bad guy. That would be pretty cool. They, yeah, but Jeff, that would be that would be unique and interesting, and they're not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, point. Uh, so you know, uh, look. So that's my gripe with this shit. So it, it, so when we got that, it was already like I said in my review, it was like getting kicked in the fucking balls after like ten years of them bitching and moaning. They give us this a complete reimagining that's more work than the original. And in my estimation, ends up being worse than if they had just gone ahead and remade the original and left it as what people begged for for a decade. Now they're giving us, uh, you know, Nomura's You're Fighting Fate. Oh! Uh, with lots and lots of buckles and belts, because it's Nomura. So, mm. uh, now the extra spit in the face is the thing that everyone asked for for a decade that they said was too much work and then replaced it with the fuckery that they're doing right now is being done on top of that shit mm. where they're doing not just Final Fantasy VII, but they're doing Advent Children, Before Crisis, Crisis Core, Dirge of Cerberus, all one package, shit that nobody ever asked for originally. They just said remake and uh, the the original game with great graphics and the and the new orchestral shit that Nobuo Umatsu did. Make it sound and look pretty, and we're all fucking happy. So they're going and doing that shit, adding even more after doing their current gig, and making it mobile fucking exclusive. <laughs> So they're doing what people ask for, making it mobile exclusive, and doing it all at the same time as this other shit because they said it was too big, couldn't be done, and nobody would want it. So I, I, all I can, you know, personally, for me, I'm going to play all this shit, I'm going to review it, I'm going to hope that it gets better, but my current projection is this shit's going to be like Final Fantasy XIII, which with every release, the sales are going to get lower and lower and lower, but there will still be a really vocal... Um, you know, uh, uh, minority of the fan base that will blow these guys until the cows come home. But personally, just from a corporate perspective, look, I appreciate the hustle. You're milking the fuck out of this game. But for all the shit that we heard for decades and now what they're presenting with all this stuff, go, go fuck yourself. You're making a godforsaken battle royale. You were complaining about not having enough time and money to do shit. Now all of a sudden you're cranking out a battle royale and an entire redo of the entire anthology of Final Fantasy VII in mobile form while also having other guys rewrite the original game over a decade. Like, what yep. the fuck? Yep. It's Mind madness. Blow. Mind-blowing. So go fuck yourself, Square Enix. And especially go fuck yourself to Nomura. That dude's a complete fucking quack. And that's all of her shit for this. All right. For this. I don't suppose you feel like playing some Final Fantasy Battle Royale or dipping your toes no, in the no, mobile market for... None of all of it. No. no. 
No, I don't suppose you want to spend some extra money to to play Yuffie and Midgar. No, I'm good. Yeah. Final Fantasy is Halo to me. I'm I'm over <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like I'm done. They lost me a long time ago. So, Mr. That's, Black, that's it. Yeah, I know you're not interested in that, but I do know what you are interested in. And selling out, selling the fuck out. Hey, let me patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Throw some money at the screen. Support the podcast. If you don't have money, it's okay. Leave a review on all of the RSS stuff. So that's iTunes, Spotify. Go on to YouTube. Leave a comment. Hit the like button. Share it. Subscribe. Click the notification bell. Do all the things for all the algorithmic things. And all will be good in the world. Also, if you don't already have a VPN service, go check out NordVPN, nordvpn.com slash OTT. Head on over there. Use the promo code OTT and get 68% off a bonus month and a dang good time. You can watch. Mr. Black, word on the street is there's a Final Fantasy VII BR coming out. And, and, you know, I just can't seem to get into lobbies fast enough here in North America because, mm. thank God, there's enough people with brain cells to not actually buy into that shit. However, mm. I'm not one of those people. I only have two or three brain cells to rub together to create a fire that mm-hmm. sparks an idea. And so mm-hmm. I need to be able to use my time wisely and, and get into lobbies faster. Mm-hmm. And I know I can only do that if I'm playing with people in China. Is there, a, is there anything you can do to help me? Sure. You can use your NordVPN. Just the click of a button on your mobile phone. You can mask your IP Mm. from North America, from anywhere. UK, doesn't really matter. And make it so that you're located in the place that you want to to play in. So if you want to get on a China server, well, you know, head on over to NordVPN, pick it up, and then mask your IP to where you need to go so that you can unlock that region of gameplay. Yeah, and the servers are fast enough to to to, to stream on them, to play on them, to play and stream on them. Uh, you can also have up to six simultaneous devices, so if you and your whole family want to jump on those servers or all different servers, you can be you can have a family of six in every corner of the world if you really wanted to via NordVPN all on one single account. It means you don't have to do it six times, just one account. Um, you can also watch different regions of Netflix. So if you want to watch um, Netflix, in, you're normally from Canada, you want to watch the U.S. version, the click of a button, mask your IP, boom, unlock all kinds of new content uh, in different regions. Also, you can watch uh, region block content on uh, the Internet as well. So we're talking YouTube videos, Twitter videos, websites, whatever it is that you want, NordVPN will get you covered. And most importantly, you stay safe. You stay anonymous. You stay protected, whether you're in public Wi-Fi or at your home. Um, you know, there's a lot of cyber cyber thieves and 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 people that want to steal all of your information and stuff. Stay protected with NordVPN, Mr. Black. Also, Mr. Black, I got inspired the other week. Okay, you know, each and every week I get to look behind you and I get reminded that uh, StarCraft was a great game at one point, and we had a lot of fun mm. with it because I'm looking back at that that beautiful jacket back there, signed by some of the greats. Mm. of all time in the mm. in the game of StarCraft. And mm. I thought to myself, man, I could replicate that and uh, and really do myself some justice in the video game market. So I got on eBay, and I okay. placed a bid on a Todd Howard leather bomber jacket to put in my own shadow box at home. But the problem is, I'm down here in the basement, Mr. Black, and, and the lighting's just not good. And mm. I need a solution to be able to light up this bomber jacket to show to the world that I support Todd Howard because, hey, 
it just works. Is there anything else that just works that would solve my problem of terrible lighting in my basement for my Todd Howard limited edition signed bomber jacket? It would. And that thing is called the Elgato Key Light. All you need to do is pick yourself up one of those Elgato Key Lights and have the lighting you need to show off your bomber jacket, to show off your pretty face Mm. for your Elgato green screen, to have just some nice lighting for those selfies, or you can go ahead and grab one of the ring lights and have your phone right in the middle of it or your webcam right in the middle and just have your little ring light so that you have a nice little bit of lighting for your face for those those TikTok videos and those selfies on Instagram and Twitter and all that fun stuff. Plus, if you want, you can also grab yourself a stream deck. It's it's an amazing piece of hardware, Adam. It's absolutely phenomenal. You can go ahead and... You can go ahead. It sounded like Vince. If you can, if you can slap it's a hooker, you can slap a slap chop. <laughs> and uh you know you can you can set you can set up hotkeys so that you can open up the stream the your favorite podcast your your you can shut down your computer open up your your programs your spotify anything and everything on your elgato stream deck and uh yeah so link is in the description below go check them out fantastic patreon.com slash lag tv as well if you want to financially support this podcast uh, and keep this this bad boy going uh, each and every week. And so many of you continue to do that, and we appreciate that a great deal. Also, if you're on YouTube, or if you're not on YouTube, go to YouTube.com slash Life's Glitch TV. And when you're watching these, even if you're already listening to them, just take five seconds of your day. If you're bored, hop on over there. Leave a like and a comment on uh, on these uh, these podcast videos. It goes a long way. Helps us out. Here's the question That's for it. this week. How do you yeah. feel about... Uh, about uh, the Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale, leave the uh, leave your leave your your thoughts in the comment section below. There you go. There's your interaction, YouTube interaction, Jeff. It's the future. Boom. We got to make it work for us. You That's know? it. Got to get the people interested. That's it. Now it's time for movies and TV. Twisted Metal. That's a video game series, Mr. Black, that existed a long time ago and was pretty good and then went away. Uh, well, it's coming back, but not in the form of a video game. It's coming back in the form of apparently a TV show being put together by Sony Pictures TV. Uh, and it's being penned by the writers behind Deadpool and Zombieland, uh, which is more talent than I would have expected a Twisted Metal production to get. But here we are. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> awesome. That's a if you were going to pick writers for Twisted Metal and, and uh, you know, those are, that, that's good stuff. You know, there, there's not many that I could think of off the top of my head that would fit the role better than that. That's, that's, uh, that's good, uh, good to hear. Uh, next up, oh, this is interesting for you. I'm sure you already knew this was <coughs> happening. Uh, District 10 uh, is in the works from the same, like pretty much the same everyone from District 9 as far as the creators go. I believe it's the, I believe the same writers. I believe the director is coming back. I believe everything is 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 back you know the people that died aren't probably coming back from you know the first one but uh all the same um i believe that that is the case that's what i thought i read mm-hmm. uh so there you go district 10 district 9 was a good movie there was a lot of I there was a, a lot of uh a, a lot of ad lib in uh in that uh in that film a lot of the scenes were just kind of done on the fly there was like a loose framework for a scene and a lot of times they just kind of fucking went with it to give it that kind of uh more authentic documentary type feel uh, mm. and it, and in general it came across you know pretty pretty uh pretty good uh, it was pretty good so there you go yeah. district 10 i have no idea when it's coming but it's coming superman is 
apparently getting Spider-Man syndrome, where we have to reboot it once every three years. And so here we are, rebooting Superman again. Uh, This time, being helmed by J.J. Abrams, so you can buckle up for that. Uh, Superman done by by J.J. is going to be lots of crazy space panning shots and other assorted J.J. Abramses, uh, I'm sure. Now, I don't know for sure if this is the case, if he's already signed on for this, or if it's just that he wants to. No, he's Henry, doing it. Is he? He's All right, so it, Henry Cavill is back. No, he's not. Oh, he's uh, not back? Um, no, a uh, big rumor is, is it's likely going to be, um, 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 fuck, just one sec, it'll come to me, um, Rocky. Which one? <laughs> Rocky, new Rocky, Creed. Um black the guy. Oh, uh, the guy who played Creed? Yeah. Oh. Uh uh somebody say it in chat, please. Chat why, will, why chat will have you. Why I, am I, I drawing a blank? Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan, thank you. How the fuck did I uh, get that? Holy Jesus. Michael Michael B. Jordan um is heavily rumored to be Superman. Black Superman. Yes. Um they got a black writer as well. Mm. Um so yeah. Uh Henry Cavill is not coming back. He's pretty much done. Um the JJ Abrams wanted Henry Cavill and Warner Brothers was like, nope, it's not happening. Um <laughs> apparently they're really pissed off. Uh there's with, some beef there. Yeah, like they're not happy with uh, Henry Cavill for not showing up in Shazam. Um apparently he was a a bitch to work with during the filming um uh of the last um of the last not not of superman but of um mission impossible oh where he wanted he wanted more of a star treatment um he was kind of getting out star treatment by um uh tom cruise it's fucking tom cruise he's apparently a little bit of a diva but they want nothing to do with him he'll end up getting james bond um but the yeah he's done as superman unfortunate because he's the most superman looking motherfucker yeah. to have arguably ever walked the earth and he's got the witcher right so it's yeah, like he's still true. you know he's still got he's, still he's fine bit, but yeah <laughs> so it's likely going to be michael b jordan that's exciting you know it's a pretty yeah. big shift for superman you know that's man we could have a black bond and a black superman at the same time That would be wild. Both of those, both of them having that. Although, did, wait, did we? Did we? Well, did no, we, we're not going to get. We're not going to get a black bond. Not for uh, this. Not for this iteration, anyway. I'm no, sure it like will eventually. I'm sure it will eventually happen, yeah, but not I mean, for I this. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Not but, for this uh, upcoming uh, one. Henry Cavill will likely get James Bond. Um, Man, Henry Cavill can't be a fucking James Bond. That boy doesn't have enough fucking like. He's got the wrong swag. There's a certain swag for James Bond. He doesn't have swag. I mean, he's the most attractive he man almost, arguably ever, but he's not, he's he got swag. Like he was going to be the role before Daniel Craig got it. It was between him and Daniel Craig. <sighs> um, and Daniel Craig ended up getting it. So, and I think he's a big enough star now, but he's not like Henry Cavill's a big star, but he's still not like this. He's not like a, like a Tom Cruise or a, he doesn't have that. Right, he's got a long way to go to hit Tom Cruise fucking status. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, you know, he's not he's not like The Rock or something, right? Where yeah. it's just like too recognizable. He's super recognizable, but it's not to the point. He's not like a Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. or something, right? 
Um, well, he wasn't. Also, he didn't have the the. He's like Jason Momoa, like level stardom. Well, um, coincidentally, so, both of them is stuck in the DC universe and not Marvel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Uh, yeah, you're you're likely, and I think Superwoman. It's either Superwoman or is it is it Superwoman or someone else? I think they're getting a black a black version now too. I'm not uh, I'm not sure. And not only that is um, rumor is is you know Wonder Woman everything make make because. You still got Gal Gadot who's who's doing Wonder Woman, but mm. now you're not going to have Henry Cavill as Superman, and you're not going to have Ben Affleck as Batman. So rumor is, and how poorly received the, the last Wonder Woman was, was people are starting to. There's a rumor that you're going to get Gal Gadot as one more Wonder Woman to finish out that, and then she's going to be changed. Um, to somebody else alongside. So you have like a Michael B. Jordan, a new Wonder Woman, and then a new Batman, which is Robert Pattinson. Um, so we don't know if they're going to completely shift or not. I don't know. I'm not, I, I, I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I wish he would still, and I like Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm. And I like Gal Gadot as, as Wonder Woman. It just, you know, apparently there's just issues behind the scenes and, it's getting weird now because so many characters are changing. So, I mean, we'll see. It's, it's a Supergirl. Supergirl is Hispanic. Yeah, there it is. So, uh, yeah, so it's not Super Wonder or Superwoman or whatever it is. It's yeah. Supergirl. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of changes going on. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, DC, D- DC just can't seem to quite hold on for long periods of time their, their leading roles for these superheroes for whatever reason. They just can't seem to lock it down like Marvel did. Um which is a shame because I think that was probably one of Marvel's biggest strengths was that they were able to hold on to those people for as long as they did. Well, and, and they told a story. Their biggest strength is Kevin Feige. I mean, Kevin yeah, Feige yeah, the story, is the yeah. producer of all time. Yeah. Like he's going to go down as the great, literal greatest to ever do it ever. He's planned everything out meticulously. It all makes sense. It all works. It's all like it's they don't do that with DC. DC, it's just uh like they're all one-offs basically yeah nothing coincides you know it's 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 a fucking mess right so you know marvel's doing it right and this is why dc always lags not saying that dc doesn't have good stuff because they do it there are good films but man they're they're just not consistent enough with creating Mm. good shit so yeah we'll see uh loki the series set for disney plus is apparently going to start streaming june 11th so if you're a, a big Loki fan, great news. Going to get some more Loki content uh, out of that. Uh, also, in news that was kind of disappointing to me, and I'm not even the biggest Blade fan, but the Blade remake is apparently and sadly not going to be rated R. Yeah. So Kevin Feige came out and basically said, like, Blade is going to be PG-13, essentially. Um, and the reason why they said that is because they he believes that the story that they're going to tell it doesn't need to be rated r and he's like the only the and and he even said we do have other outlets to release a rated r marvel movie or a show but the story doesn't call for it to be rated r so they're not gonna make it rated r um and they said we've done this for all of our shows you know deadpool is rated r it's meant to be rated r so it is, and it's sort of its own thing, and we know that. Obviously, there's people that were disappointed because they would have loved to have seen Deadpool 
and Blade go together. They still, you still could, you still could have Deadpool going into um, Blade and then making a joke about it being PG thirteen, and then his the way he does things is in a PG thirteen manner. It's the beauty of of Deadpool is it can break the fourth wall every it five seconds, yeah. exactly right. So. You know, I'm a little bit, I'd be honest, like I'm a little disappointed that we're not going to get a rated R blade, but at the same time, rated R movies doesn't make a movie good or bad. No. It just doesn't. Um, and a lot of people don't remember this. The Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan's like epic, mm. is PG-13. It's not rated R, you know? Well, no, and- rated, R, rated R is not like the 90s where like it didn't take much to hit R status. R status now is, yeah, and you got to and- work for a rated R pretty much. Yeah, and you know, and with with in Marvel, you 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 still see a lot of brutal stuff, but you can get away with a lot more if you're dealing with non-humans. So if Blade is fighting aliens or vampires mm. that aren't human-like, you can see them getting chopped up and stuff like that. Yeah. It's usually, you know, if it was a rated R film, it would be much more of a human on human contact, a lot more swearing. Like I don't need blade to be dropping the F bomb every two minutes. I just need a good blade movie and it's Kevin Feige. So I, you know, he knows what he's doing. So I'm going to just go out and and say, it's probably still going to be great. Um, You know, they got an amazing actor playing uh blade. It's it's going to be a good thing. And who's to say that you're still not going to see Blade go into a Deadpool movie? Or, you know, there's a lot of mixing and mashing that can happen. Um, So, you know, I, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Like, part of me just wanted a really gruesome uh, Blade movie. But at the same time, it's Marvel. And like, maybe, even, I mean, maybe we Deadpool, get that. Maybe we get that. But it's just not this one. Well, no, they're they're gonna they're you'll you will not get Blade rated R. It's just okay. not gonna happen. They're okay. gonna they're gonna make Blade PG thirteen, and that's okay. what you're gonna get. Fair enough. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna release that just the way it is. Um, but you know, tonally speaking, it's just not gonna be the same as Wesley Snipes. It was hmm. just a different thing. So I think tonally, it's gonna be much more family friendly, but you know, still Blade. Um, and I think we also for me and a lot of other people got married on the fact that, you know, we wanted to see blade like Deadpool. And the thing is, is we're just not going to get that. Mm. Um, so, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm going to trust whatever they do. Um, I see why they're doing it that way. It's just, they can throw it on Disney plus. They don't have to do these other side streaming services and do workarounds and stuff. It's much more family friendly and pg-13 can still be very gruesome scary um in your face um i mean tons of horror movies well, pg-13 now was like if you went back to 1995 that's our yeah like the the they really they really shifted the scale pretty dramatically uh yeah you know rated r is not what it used to be pg-13 is not what it used to be uh, so yeah, like you're saying, you can get away with all quite a lot of shit and still keep it PG 13. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, I'm trusting, trust in Feige is, is basically all you need to do. I suppose that's it. Uh, a bit of the left field, but sure to please a lot of folks regardless. Kelsey Grammer is set to return in a Frasier reboot. 
So after 17 years, I think, or so of being off the air, they decided to reboot it. I, I can't remember. I think it was the dad that was in the show originally passed away um, uh, a few years back now. But, uh, but yeah, the rebooting. I don't know, maybe Kelsey Grammer needs a paycheck, or maybe they just thought that it was time to bring back Frasier. I don't know. Or, or maybe it's both. Uh, but Frasier was a huge, huge show when it was originally on air. And I'm sure a reboot of done well or done you know done right will also do well in the year 2021 or whenever it comes out. But there you go. If you were a big Frasier fan in the past, good news. You're about to get a little bit more uh, out of that. I don't know beyond that if... Um, I don't know beyond that, it, like, how many other people from the original show are showing up. I just know that at this point, Kelsey Grammer is reprising his role as Frasier in the show. Oh, yes, right. So, speaking of Henry Cavill, I could have put that after the Superman thing, but speaking of Henry Cavill, uh, he posted a bit of a cryptic message on his Instagram that uh, after it was decoded, lists words like Cerberus, Reaper, Geth, and Tally Zora. Which, if you've played Mass Effect, all of those words sound awfully familiar. Uh, seemingly pointing towards, of course, then, Cavill either doing voiceover work for the upcoming game, or perhaps there is even a show of some kind in the works that he would be taking part in. Which, of course, has sparked lots of debate around, if he, regardless of his voiceover work or otherwise, you know, what character do people think that he'd be doing? What would, you know, what would he be best suited for? And then what other people, if this is, if this is also, you know, uh, if this was a show, what... What other actors in, in other roles would people like to see? So, um, regardless, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say exciting because it's Henry Cavill doing Mass Effect. I mean, I, not that I don't like the guy. I do like Henry Cavill, but, uh, but it's, uh, it would be intriguing if it was a show. I've always thought that that Mass Effect could probably be a great candidate for like one of the Netflix specials where you do like a 10 episode kind of deal or 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 whatever you know uh, it, it's not it's too dense for a movie but probably good if you did like a 10 episode run of some shit mm-hmm. um if you got the right people involved so i don't know if it's something like that or if it's just the game it's probably just the game uh but regardless there you go henry cavill whether it's a game or otherwise looks like he's going to get some involvement in uh, in mass effect so there you have it and that's all i've got did anything else cross your uh your your uh, no pun intended vision this week? Uh n- no, not not really. I've been watching WandaVision. Speaking of vision, but yeah, how, uh, yeah, how's that? Uh, how's that been for you? It's good. Are you watching it? No, I I I I've, I've heard nothing but good things. I just don't have any interest in it, and I'm not going to force myself to sit down because everyone loves it. I'm super happy it works well. Uh, oh, because awesome. um, I liked I liked her as a character in in the movies and whatnot. I just. I just don't have like the itch to. I don't to know, watch man. It. I don't know. Like, if you're, I mean, if you're into the Marvel universe and you've watched the Marvel stuff, this yeah. is all tying into everything, yeah, yeah. and it's for the next phase of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, like, yeah, yeah. it's pretty important. I, I like, may, I may wake up one day and get the and, and get the urge to watch it. I haven't been watching anything really, so I just have it. It just hasn't, uh, you know, given me the the urge. But I have heard. Almost exclusively good things. Very few people have not I haven't been heard happy. anything. I yeah. haven't heard anything bad. I and mean, when I say bad, most of the bad stuff, like most of the stuff I hear, people are like, um, you know, what am I watching? And then they get like two episodes in, three episodes, and they figure and like, it out. Oh, this yeah. is what I'm watching. Okay, this is really, really this is some. Re- I actually think this is some of the Marvel's best writing 
and and just cleverness in general. Like, I don't know. Who, hmm. Like, sometimes I ask them, like, it's, I don't know how they think of these things. Like, I, I just, I don't know how they do it. Like, they really, like, the writers of these, of this show and, like, what Marvel does in general, they deserve every cent of money they get. Because, like, hmm. I, you have to be some sort of, like, low-key genius to, like, really put in the stuff that they do and have everything sort of tie in. Um, I, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. It's, it's really good show. It's yeah. a really good show. Um, that's it. That's it. Else? That's it. Well, then you know what time it is now. It's time for tech support. It's <laughs> a very, it's a very stabby, uh, mm-hmm. little intro there gotta be uh patreon.com slash lag tv each and every week uh for those who got 10 bucks or higher on this bad boy uh helping us out we uh we show a little love by allowing uh you to uh, ask us some questions and we answer as many as we can each and every week uh we got a short list this week this is a this is a rare and i even get it up early mm. this is a rare week for a, a bit of a shorter list uh let's see uh, Xenon Slayer asks, have you picked up any lockdown activities that you'd like to keep up in normal times? Like, for example, video call quizzes? I don't even know what the fuck that is, but, like... No. Yeah, I, I, I've formed habits that I need to get rid of, like, yes. not exercising. Yes. Yes. I, like, I, like, yesterday and today, I finally started getting on the treadmill again, body literally falling apart. Because yes. I've just been, like, in... I've just not been in the headspace. For the shit, and uh, that's bad habit. So yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't think I have any good habits. They've all been bad. Yes, just gotta break those. Uh, Will Hawkins asks, what older video games from before the time of Twitch would have been good games to stream if the technology had been around? It's an interesting question. Hmm, what would have done well? I mean, StarCraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brood, Brood War would have been Brood huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Diablo Two would have been good. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Counter Strike is still around, but it was around before Twitch as well. So that would have done. Right. That would have done really well. Um, man, mm. yeah, Halo Two is a good example. Yeah, Halo Two, like really, like anything competitive. Um, yeah, if it's anything like what Twitch wants today in terms of viewership, they, you know, the competitive stuff is is the is the core. So anything that you could have made um, competitive would have been, yeah, would have been the the show. Um, you know, Quake would have probably done real well back then. Um, man, even some of like the other MMOs and stuff would have probably done well. You know, yeah, like World, Warcraft. Yeah, World, World, World of Warcraft. Warcraft like is that early. Was, that's super, super early. Um, yeah, EverQuest, all that kind of stuff. RuneScape probably would have also still done really well. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much anything that would have been doing well today, with the exception of like genres that didn't exist, like battle royales. Yeah, you know, if you applied the competitive nature or just something where it's a lengthy story or something that people can follow along with, that's the stuff that would still probably do very well. Uh, uh, Time Tricks asked, if you had to rate the last five to ten years from highest to lowest, where would they be on a list? After take, uh, talking to some friends, everyone put either 2016 or 2020 at the top 
and or bottom of their lists. That's interesting. Uh, those years seem to stand out. Wondering if that's the same with you guys. So, you know, it's funny is I remember 2016 and not just because of like uh, Trump getting in at the time, but I remember uh, that I think it was 2016 where a lot of celebrity deaths and stuff started happening and everyone started calling 2016 like the worst year ever. And then 2017 happened and 2017 was worse and then 2018 and 2019 and then 2020. And I was just like, at that point, people started saying, everyone shut the fuck up. We're we gotta stop saying this shit. We're speaking. We're speaking this shit into worse, you know, existence over and over again. We gotta. We gotta get off this this train. Um. Man, I mean, I mean, ten years is a long way back. I mean, you're you're talking like twenty eleven. All this. I, I mean, know twenty fourteen was a fun year. So like, I like twenty fourteen a lot. Twenty twenty yeah. sucks. <laughs> you know, twenty twenty. Like twenty twenty was good for me in in some ways, but. Yeah. Just in general, it's was just an awful year for for just the world. I mean, I've never, I don't think we'll ever have, I don't think we'll ever see something quite like this again yeah. in my lifetime. Like, I mean, it's was really, and I mean, we're still in it now, but I yeah. mean, twenty twenty when it was all like we've all we've we've been dealing with it for a year now, so it's like we're almost conditioned to it to a degree. Like, it's we've we've kind of like our we've made it our new norm because we ha- we have to. It still yeah. sucks. But I mean, 2020, awful year. I mean, yeah, I, was I don't know if there's anybody that could say that that isn't the worst year in a decade in most people's lives. Like, you could be 50 years old, 80 years old, and there ain't a lot, there ain't years that have been this. I mean, it's bad. It's been it's a bad it, year. It's been rough. Uh, I would say. 2011, 12, and 13, all three of those years, and 14-ish were all great years for me. I, there was no real serious downfall in any of those years. 2015 uh, up until mid-2019, I could have lived without all... <laughs> I could have lived without all of the shit that happened almost exclusively. I could have... I could have erased all of that and been, uh, and, and probably been uh, a far more sane and healthy individual. Uh, and of course, like everyone else, 2020 is garbage. Uh, you know, I mean, even if you, even if you were one of the lucky ones, and I consider myself very lucky, extraordinarily lucky, it's still dog shit. I, I mean, it's really, and uh, because everyone's, everyone's affected by it in some way. You don't have to get two, you know, this is not six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You don't have to go very far before you know somebody that's been seriously affected by this whole thing. So if it's not yourself, so, I mean, yeah, 2020 is just a fucking write-off. Dumpster uh, fire, yeah. Yeah, and and hopefully this year is, like, the baby steps the to getting it. The end of the dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. like, the, yeah. We're, we've picked up we've picked up the, the, the fire extinguisher and we can start to get to work kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, just friggin' yike. Um... Was I don't even know if any of this exists. I don't, I don't know if this exists, but uh, we'll just I'll just we can just answer it as a general thing, regardless. G Bros asks, "What's your favorite snack or pastry that is exclusive to Nova Scotia?" I don't. I can't think of much or of anything off the top of my head that's exclusive to Nova Scotia. I mean, Canada as a country doesn't have much in the way of of exclusive desserts outside of maybe like the Nanaimo bar. Um, 
or like Saskatoon berry fucking pie just because of the nature of the berry being from where it is. I, I don't know very many like uh, specific desserts, let alone one from yeah from Nova not, Scotia. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just in general, if it's a pastry specifically, I uh, uh, I mean, fuck. You know what? I'm not even a big pastry. I don't eat pastry. But the when I think of pastries, though, so when I went to elementary school, we had, and it was before the great like health food overhaul of schools. um the which was just fucking awful the um the cafeteria ladies that lived like across the fucking street from the school like they literally like walked 15 feet to the front of the fucking school and they were the cafeteria ladies and there was one of them her name was barb and she was about four foot six uh weighed 14 pounds and she worked there for what had to have been 705 years and anyway she made almost all the food uh that was sold there outside of like the you know pizza friday like circle pizza things that you'd buy at like the fucking grocery store but she made every day fresh apple and blueberry turnovers Mm. and for like and they were like there i think there were 50 cents Mm. per turnover and when you bought them in the in the morning, they were just so warm, like you'd have to crack them open and let the steam come out of them. And they were so fucking good. I can still taste those mm. fucking turnovers, and I haven't had them in, what, fucking 16 years. Well, more than 16 years. 26 years, I should say. So, uh, you know... I, I, of any, if I could go back and, like, grab some pastry right now, that's it right there. Barb's... Apple or blueberry turnovers, both fucking delicious. But I'm not a big pastry guy. I don't buy pastries outside of, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in everyday life. So I, I can't say I've got one now. Yeah, I'm not a big pastry guy at all. Zero. Pie is probably the closest thing to pastry that the, you eat. Yeah, that's it. Like apple pie, blueberry pie. Like this no. is the closest thing I'm getting. Uh, Cryptic Cyanide asks, how's the snow in Nova Scotia? Thankfully, not much. Not bad, man. It's not bad. We've gotten very lucky. We've had a very good winter, and, like, winter is almost over. Yeah. Like, we're, we're like, three weeks out of, you know, where, where the weather's going to start getting warmer. So, if we can just, fingers crossed, like, keep holding this line, we get, like, maybe one or two more decent snowfalls and call it, call it a winter. It'd be a good one. Yes. A very good one. And of all the winters for it to be good, that's this a hell of a... Want. <laughs> this is it. This is it. This is the one we want. Uh, Dan Jim asks, what language other than English would you like to pick up and learn if you could? Um, If I had to pick, I would say Spanish. Hmm. Well, I mean, for the ease of talking with with M's family, uh, you know, either either learning Tagalog or or well, the the trick is her mom's her mom's one dialect, dad's the other, another dialect, and then there's Tagalog. So uh, one of those would be a good start. Uh, one of the three, uh, but otherwise, I mean, like the only other friends that I was I was close with that spoke other languages was Hun, and that was Korean, and so for a time. Uh, and he was so Korean when he was here in Halifax. So for a time, I um, I wanted to to pick up and and learn Korean, and I learned like very little of it back when he was still here. Uh, and that's that's you know, 
if I really, if I was being, if I was being like, uh, economical is not the the right word, but pragmatic about it, I'd learn Mandarin. I feel like that's going to be a useful fucking language to know at some point in my lifetime. If not, then our children's lifetime, Mandarin's probably not going to be a bad one <laughs> to have, to have under your belt. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, last question. It's a great question, Jeff. Okay. Logan asks, do either of you have a ballin' credit card? No, I don't. No. I actually, I only, I only have as much credit as I absolutely need to have. I'm not a guy that, like, every time they send me a letter and they're like, congratulations, Mr. Morehouse, you qualified for another insert X number of thousands well, what, of dollars what is in credit. What is considered ballin' credit card? I don't know, maybe they're like, do you have, like, a platinum black fucking, you know, $100,000 no-limit meme card? (laughs) No. I don't. Yeah, no. I don't don't have any- I I intentionally keep that shit only as as much as I I need at any given time. Because you only need so much credit. If you're- if you're running more than that, then you're just- I don't even know why. Uh- if you if let me put it this way, if you're somebody that's so financially stable that they're offering you a credit card of that magnitude, you already don't need credit in the first place. Well, I think it's more I think it's more of, you know, if you spend a lot of money, like for example, when I did these renovations, I put 85% of it on my personal credit card and then yeah. just paid it back from uh from from the property. And so, you know, I probably put $80,000 on my credit card, like I, you know, ten thousand here paid off, five thousand here paid off, hundred thousand dollars here paid it paid off, five hundred here paid. So I did that over like three months. So like I'll get back like you know a couple thousand dollars worth of points, so that yeah, I yeah, can if you're using it for and things, points you know, and shit, yeah, there's yeah, well, benefits. That's what most people yeah, benefits. That's to what it, yeah. most large credit cards are for, right? You're yeah. you're doing it to play the credit card game where you're getting benefits from your everyday spending. Um, so, you know, if you, if you do spend quite a bit, then the better credit card you have, the better rewards you get or cash back or whatever. So that's typically why people have it. I don't think people, I don't think people have like an $80,000, $100,000 credit card because they need to spend a hundred thousand dollars lined up. I'm sure those people exist. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think most people that have those type of credit cards are doing it for a purpose and yeah. their, their credit card, what do they call it? Like credit card I forget the 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 terminology they use for it, but there's people that like legitimately just use credit cards and and make money every year off benefits and bonuses. And it's like the same category like as people that are like extreme couponers. Exactly, but yeah, <laughs> something, something similar, but with credit cards instead. Yeah, like the points. That's where it's at, man. Like that's yeah. just all. That's, I use that's it for. why I just like I just load up my card for points, even that's if it. I don't need to. It's just for points. That's uh, it. Hey, go get groceries. Put it yeah. on the credit card. Go get this. Put it on the credit card, and just pay it off right away. Like yeah. I don't have a balance. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like if you're gonna spend ten thousand dollars a year in groceries, you know why not put it on a credit card and then get two hundred dollars of that back. You know what I mean? Or more in points for travel or gift cards for this or that. It just makes more sense. You know what's fucking wild to me is I didn't, I don't even, like, I didn't even really think about it because it's just been a thing for our entire lives. But, um, but credit cards are really, like, credit cards just cropped up just before us, like, in terms of being born. Like, that's like an early 80s fucking kind of thing. 
and the whole uh, the whole idea of credit rating, like your own personal credit rating, is like the similar era, like the eight, like the fucking eighties. Um, and now it's like your life is staked on your fucking credit score. It only took it only took our lifetime for like the whole thing to just become like you like. Even if you don't need it, you have to use it to build credit to be able to do other shit. It's just fucking wild, bro. And, and, yep. it's, and it's funny because you talk to people from, like, other countries, like, if they're across the pond in Europe or whatever, they're like, the fuck is credit? Like, what, what the fuck is the concept of personal it's an Ameri- credit? It's an, it's an American thing, it's, so it's they a, can give you money you can't afford so that you can, you know, pay interest. Yeah, it's the get fucked simulator. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, that's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. That's, uh, it, that was a very, you know what? Considering how much news we had, it was a lot shorter. Mostly because I wasn't sure just how much discussion we were going to get out of some of those topics. It's as good it turns paced, out. man. You're giving news. We don't need to sit and talk about it for 30 minutes. It was just boom, boom, boom. Next yeah. thing, you know, if there's something to talk about it, it's good. There you go. Um, but that's all we've got for you uh, on this one, uh, this Tech and Golf podcast. Thank you guys for stopping by and uh, and listening. If you're listening to the uh, RSS feeds, bless as always. If you can give us a rating on whatever platform you're using, uh, that's always a benefit. And, of course, if you ever have the time, stop on over to the YouTube channel and leave a like and a comment uh, on uh, on the podcast each week because it goes a long way to help us spreading the word about the podcast itself. Outside, of course, you guys telling everyone and their dog about this podcast if you think that they would actually be interested in hearing us ramble about what we ramble about. Until next week, guys, thank you so much once again. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next Thursday. Uh, And until then, peace. Peace. (laughs) 